please take my hand. Now open your mind to me. Please open your mind. Open your mind. Open your mind. This is Monica Perez, your libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. I'm always trying to give you the libertarian viewpoint on things. Even libertarians, however, do disagree on lots of stuff. I I just got um, an email that said, why do you always, uh, he said, I'm curious why you think anarchists and libertarians are the same thing. I've been a libertarian for nearly 20 years and I'm not an anarchist. Being defined as an anarchist is one of the negative labels the neocons and establishment GOP use to paint us libertarians as kooks. If you are an anarchist, that's your business, but it is not a libertarian, and you do the libertarian party a disservice by helping those who want to paint us as lawless and describe us as anarchist kooks. Well, I don't claim to be a member of the libertarian party. I am a libertarian. There are different kinds of libertarians. I'm an anarcho-capitalist. It is uh, the, that phrase was coined by Murray Rothbard, who was also known as Mr. Libertarian. And the conclusion really was that you could not have a coercive monopoly government uh, defend your rights and be constrained by a piece of paper because there was an inherent conflict of interests. If you had peace, real peace, safety, security, uh, the, you would really have less of a need for the government. So I've actually seen this in action. The government thrives when we're in fear of either fiscal or physical insecurity. So I'm an anarcho-capitalist. I believe, like Rothbard said, that society is self-ordering. There is law. There are rules, just not rulers. And uh, that you would, things like security would arise from just normal commerce. I think that there's an argument to be made for that. But it is, uh, it does not encompass all libertarian thought. I am an extreme libertarian, and I'm happy to hear from all libertarians. So when I tell you what I'm talking about from a libertarian perspective, it is, of course, my perspective. And right now, I think my main concern is that these trade deals, as well as the USA Freedom Act, the surveillance state, and other rights that are being undermined right now are being drowned out by a lot of divisive issues that are seem to be made worse by the powers that be and by uh, their media lapdogs. So I'm going to go straight to some calls, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I take calls, generally speaking, in the order of how long people have been holding. So uh, hang on. (laughs) I'm not skipping anyone. Just hang on. I'm going to Dan in Atlanta. Hi, Dan. You're on with Monica. Dan, you are on the air with Monica. Hey, Monica. How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. It's, it's kind of interesting. I, you haven't said anything I disagree with, and your points are kind of my points. I want to fill in a couple of gaps, and I've not heard this being talked about in the arguments, not just today, but ever. And it's kind of elaborate, so ask me questions that don't make sense, but the first right. thing is... But you got to keep it concise for people you got to it. You got get it. it. 
Go. Christ, Christ never wanted us to control government. So as a Christian, you shouldn't care whether the government approves marriage of anybody or not. The second thing is the fact that somebody's morality may disagree with gay marriage. My morality disagreed with Elizabeth Taylor's idea of marriage. So unless you're picketing every idea of marriage that you disagree with, why would you care about this one? It really doesn't make sense for Christians. And, and as one, I don't take issue with it because my morality is not based on what the government approves or disapproves of. The third thing I wanted to say is at the well with the woman giving him water, that tells you Christ did not care what the government did or didn't do, and he didn't take it against it. The last thing to say in that in the argument is the government's not saying he cares whether the preachers of the world marry people of the same sex. People of the same sex are going to justice and peace. Just because the government approves of same-sex marriage has nothing to do with the laws and things that, that everybody has a right in America to enjoy, like taxes based on coupling, that sort of thing. So all that goes to your point of why is there this divide when one shouldn't be controlling the other with the separation of church and state? Okay, uh, it's a little bit of a sketchy connection, Dan, so I'm going to hang up and answer your points. Um, so hopefully you can still hear me after I hang up. Uh, the the first thing I would say is there are some people, Tolstoy was one of them, who was a Christian, and he was a spiritualist anarchist. He said that this coercive monopoly state that really is empowered mostly to steal and kill is uh, is not Christian. So he was a spiritualist anarchist and objected to the state on the grounds of Christianity, and I can see arguments that support that now. Uh, I guess Paul said that you had to obey your, the uh, legitimate authority, so it might not be uh, biblically cl- correct, but I'm just saying I can understand the natural tendency to think that. Um, yeah, my father thought divorce was totally immoral, and he actually thought that civil marriages were not real marriages. If somebody didn't get married in the Catholic Church... He wouldn't go into their house because he would say they were not really married, so they were living in sin. I mean, that is that was his position morally. But he also asked me not to, just as a matter of principle, not to get a civil marriage license, that I was getting married in the church and I shouldn't even acknowledge the civil authorities over marriage at all. He wanted complete separation of church and state. And this was a super what people would consider super conservative guy. So there's there are different ways to look at it. And uh, I I do think that moral questions need to be reserved to your churches. Now, you did say they're not forcing preachers to marry people in the churches. What people that's the problem, though, that people are afraid that because this issue is so in your face, is so politicized that they they're going for bakeries, they're going to tell private people how they who they want to associate with that that the churches are next. Now, there is an express barrier to that in the First Amendment, but they these people to the extent that the political forces not political forces who are pro-gay. I'm saying political forces who are pro-political power, who manipulate 
people based on gender, sexual orientation, race for their own purposes without caring at all what the what's good for people, what what is protecting their rights. I don't care at all. So the, to the extent people will use the politics for their own benefit, I think it might stop at nothing. But uh, but if we stick to our principles, that is a is a an iron shield against that. I'm going to go to Brett and Bold Springs. Hi, Brett. You're on with Monica. Hey, Monica. How much time do I have? You have a bit of time. You have three minutes. Super. All right. I think you and I absolutely agree. Okay. And let me get the, let me make sure I'm I'm not speaking out the side of my neck. Okay. Time out. Let me tell people. I read a tweet from Brett earlier on the air saying that I disagreed with him. What he said is, I think the issues that divide us need to be resolved before we can unify and fight the bigger problem. And I guess my position is we need to fight the TPA, the TPP right now. We need to all get together and forget this stuff and stop that world government from coming down. So go ahead, Brett. Go. Okay. So my point is this, and I agree, we do need to do that. My point is this, and I'm going to take gay marriage even though I disagree with the Supreme Court decision, even though I'm pro whoever wants to get married, get married. Okay? On Facebook yesterday, I was on there all day watching people just slam people they've never met and told them how awful they were and how they were screwing up the country and how the USA was dead and on and on and on and on and on. Okay? That needs to be resolved before any of us can stand up and say, the people that want to enslave us, you're going to stop. It's not going to happen while one guy is standing next to another guy and saying, hey, you deserve to go to hell. But don't you think federalizing these issues is deliberately uh, making people defensive, that it's a a plan to to divide us? but, But here's the thing. If people got together and said, hey, I'm not mad at you for what you want to do, and you're not mad at me for what I want to do, it takes the power away from the powers that be to be able to divide us. Divide and conquer is a real thing. And I know it's waving over a building or what two consenting adults want to do in their bedroom. Okay? They love it. So we agree on that. Right. But until... The person over here who happens to be a Christian, the person over here who actually happens to be gay, until they can get along and not fight each other over things that really don't matter, the government will always control us. And if one day everybody's like, hey, we're all humans, we all have the same wants and needs and fears and desires, and we can all get along and, and accept All right, but my libertarian position is get the government out of marriage and it becomes a non-issue, but yours I, isn't. I, I agree with that, and oh. I, like I say, I don't agree with with the Supreme Court decision, even though I think gay people be, ought to be able to. Oh, you don't agree home. with the Supreme Court decision? I, I, I did misunderstand. But, but 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 what I think is very good is that it got people talking. Okay. Oh, and, and got it, people cursing at each other. Um, at the end of the day, Monica, I'm not kidding. I had I was sick to my stomach oh. because I was like, how can human beings be so hateful to each other? But until try, you are getting my emails. I mean, well, it's, I know, I know. Yeah. I'm saying, and it's ridiculous. Like it has nothing to do with anybody, really. They're just people trying to live their lives, but there's so much hate involved in it. And until that stops, how can anybody expect us to stand up to the giant? I'll, I'll give you that. I, I will give you that, Brett. I I was really surprised by how how much really. 
it's only can only means that people like are are hurt and I mean really hurt. So otherwise, I don't feel like they lash out like that. But I've seen it on both sides. There's no way it's going in one direction. It's going in both directions. It's super nasty. And uh, yeah, there is something underlying. But I don't think we need to fix that. I think that if we join together against a common enemy, which is also a very normal tactic for people to use in order to unify, but the enemy is them. The enemy is the ones who are putting all these unconstitutional laws over our heads. Maybe that's the unity that we need. Uh, right after the break, I want to go to Jimmy in Winder. He uh, disagrees with me in my, uh, what I said about the League of the South, and I very much want him to have his say. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. 79 outside the studio. Pretty cloudy out there. The weekend weather is brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. I'm going to go straight to Jimmy and Winder. Hi, Jimmy. You're on with Monica. Hey, how's it going today? Good. How are you doing? Thank you for calling. Yes, ma'am. Um, I just wanted to address uh, what you had said about the League of the South earlier. Um, you, you refer to them as a group of criminals. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I said that. I can't remember. This is what I was talking about. The Sons of Confederate Veterans was a very innocuous organization. And then from the articles I read, and this was maybe a controversial statement, they claimed that the power struggle was due to infiltration of the League of the South. And this guy, Ron Wilson, which was a politician and an actual criminal who's in jail, took over the leadership of the Sons of the Confederate Veterans, and it was attributed to this power struggle with the League of the South in the background. So the, the Confederate Sons was basically historically maintained the graves of Confederate soldiers, but the League of the South is a sa- Southern nationalist movement that wants to secede. Is that not right? Yes, ma'am, it is. Um, uh, we're, we're all about to uh, the advancement of the cultural, social, and economic uh, well-being of uh, just the Southern people, the historic Southern people that have been here uh, on the same land for close to 300 years. Yeah, I think I just wanted to make the point, and I definitely did not want to go out of my way uh, to talk about an organization that I really am not um, uh, intimately familiar with, is that I kind of smelled a rat when I saw that the same organization, the Sons of Confederate Veterans, was the one that triggered this issue in Texas that went to the Supreme Court, that was the foreshadowing of all this Confederate stuff, and they were a huge, a 30,000-plus strong organization of descendants of Confederate soldiers who really just wanted to preserve Memorial Day and that kind of thing. And then it became this very um, provocative force which i thought uh was reflected more and it was written that the league of the south did infiltrate uh but i my only point was that it looks to me like this issue of the confederate flag is what is kind of a a crisis that was allowed to happen or initiated or whatever for purposes of political manipulation that it wasn't organic that this wasn't an organic thing everybody wants to fly the confederate flag and make an issue of it take the supreme court that it was more orchestrated than that. 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. I am the libertarian voice on WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. 
And the most important thing that is happening in this country right now, in my opinion, is the Trade Promotion Authority Congress has granted Obama. That's uh, they've basically it's a dereliction of duty on their part, the duty to advise and consent to uh, have two thirds vote uh, in favor of trade agreements. Now Obama basically has carte blanche. So that's the most important thing in my opinion. Brett, if you were listening earlier, called in. And the most important thing in his opinion is that we need to get over the hatred we have for each other or we can't unite to stand against these encroachments. My husband, as he was leaving this morning on a flight to California, said the most important thing that is happening in this country today is that it is the first of the last five Grateful Dead shows ever. I do not understand the extreme dead mentality. I like it. I get it. But he's going to all of those shows. He said, you got to give a shout out to all the deadheads out there. It's a top of mind for everybody. So just to lighten it up, I thought I would uh, do that and call your attention to this. this, uh, It's this week in California, next week in Chicago. But we, we are talking about, I was thinking, you know, my theme has been, and it's really totally something that I had to deal with over the past couple of weeks. I'm just nervous because I see this trade partnership, the surveillance act with the USA Freedom Act, the, the constant noise to get the guns, and then um, everything that the powers that be could do to make it's, you know, uh, our side wins or we're going to beat you. You know, everything is so divisive, never any hope to harmonize us because, of course, a united populace is uh, is a threat to the government. So they are they I think they're heightening our polarization, but we're going to fight through it. We're going to keep talking. 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm going to Mac in Doraville. Hi, Mac. You're on with Monica. <laughs> Freedom is in the bloodline. Yeah. Isn't it? In point. Yes, it is. Case in point. My name is Mathis. That name came to me through Bloodline, which is an English name, which means I have ties back to England because of the intermixing here in this country. The same with you. You are Perez. Well, my you husband. Do. But, yeah, I have, I have all sorts of things. Right. But we cannot separate ourselves along these things called Christian rights. Or, or, or the Southern, the, 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 the Ku Klux Klan, or different things like that. Because those are still my brothers and sisters through bloodline. And through your point, if we don't recognize that bloodline is more important and, it's in, and, and, and more important in this country than what you belong to, then we'll always be separate and we'll always be shooed or, or, or pushed forward by people or corporations called America. I will say, let me say. Stuff. Uh, I I I think it goes to it. It is a it's this concept of I call it the nobility of man. Some people say it's the you know the dual nature of man. You're not all animal. You're spiritual. But we all share this. Uh, I, I would say three things basically that we understand right and wrong. We have reason and we have free will, which. We have all those things and all the laws and all the rights kind of arise from that. And we share that no matter what differences we have. And I feel like the American experiment, no matter what the founders had in mind secretly, if they're in the employ of corporations or whatever, what we think we're consenting to, and therefore it is what we are consenting to, is to protect 
this nobility of man, this responsibility and ability to take care of ourselves, to be decent people. Uh, right. These are these are libertarian viewpoints that we are capable of being both free and responsible. And as a matter of fact, those feed into each other. And if we just recognize that's all that the government's for, that's all that we're here for is the commonality. So I would say it's even bigger than your bloodline, but that the very human nature. But the bloodline puts us together in your point, though. Listen, the, the, the people who have the most freedom in this country are the Mennonites, those who did not sign the letter of joining the corporations, those who remain themselves separate. We have people who are true Christians, the Puritans that came to this country, that do not have birth certificates. And those are those Amish, the Mennonites, because they fought against it. But for some reason, down through line, we signed the contract. And the contract is still beholden to us. We have to have Social Security numbers. We have to have birth certificates. Mathis, it's so interesting what you're saying. I never thought of it before, and I'll tell you this. So I always say take a hard line that the government should not regulate marriage. I don't want to get into this argument because the government should not regulate marriage, and I'm not yielding because yielding on that opens a can of worms. But funny that you should say that. My father never wanted me to get a marriage certificate, but he also didn't want me to get a Social Security number. Right. They're all contracts. That's the reason why they can come and lock you up and not pay your taxes. I'm not sure I, I... I've heard that argument before. I'm not sure that really holds water, though, Mathis, because the um, because really I'm I'm a lawyer or whatever. I went to law school. You can't really be beholden to a contract that you don't knowingly in your mind enter. But 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 listen, you knew it by the fine print when you sign your name. That's all they need. You can't go back and say I didn't know. That's the I want you to help me understand this. You are not the first person who's tried to convince me of this, and I, I can't do it on the air, but do you have a resource that I can dig into this? There are so many. Just <laughs> can you email me? I have, it's monicaperezshow.com. I have an email tab in the corner. Go for that. It's, it's a very nuanced point, and... Uh, I want to understand it better. I don't, I, my gut tells me if I didn't agree to it, I didn't agree to it. But I'm open to suggestion. Thank you so much for the call. I'm going to Rick in Lawrenceville. Hi, Rick. You're on with Monica. Hey, how you doing? Good. How you doing? Good. I just uh, wanted to call and tell you that uh, I am a devout Roman Catholic man, go to Mass on a weekly basis, if not more. And I was so blown away yesterday the superior court made the biggest decisions marriage is a sacrament instituted by christ it is for the procreation of children of course uh gay people cannot have children they can only adopt and i think it is ludicrous to try to change the meaning of marriage it has been this way and i don't care what some idiot judges say over in the supreme court they got it so wrong yesterday. Well, look, and Rick, what I can, you, about- can you at least stipulate my point that that if even if I stipulate your point that it is purely a spiritual contract, doesn't that confirm my point that the government should have nothing to do with it? I, I totally agree with you. I think, if anything, it should be left up to each state. Each state should have their own. But, yeah, I, to- I, yeah, I agree with you on that. The yeah. government should not you know, be involved in, in marriage. 
Uh, I, if anything, it should be left up to the individual states. And again, if anything, yeah. Um, and it's like what Mac Mac was saying. I just mentioned to Mac, my father, very conservative guy, but he didn't want me to get a marriage license because he didn't recognize that. Uh, as a civic institution he didn't he just didn't think it would had anything to do with the state so and and yes even if you do think so it's certainly not a federal position uh, i'm going to go to keith and mableton keith hi you're on with monica hey how you doing hello um you're on the air with monica keith hi how are you hey great thanks hey it's great to talk to you i've been listening to you for a long time Never called. Um, I just want to say a couple things. First of all, Mathis, who just called, I was listening to. Awesome. Uh, but another thing was what I wanted to bring up. The subject was tax has been set as a nonprofit. See, I'm thinking that this whole leftist movement here towards churches and gay marriages and all of that, churches stop doing gay marriages and what have you, okay, your tax-exempt tax is gone. Fine. I'm, I'm all for that. I'm I actually against tax-exempt status altogether. I don't like foundations doing yeah, a lot yeah, of harm. I'm totally, against, I'm totally yeah. against every nonprofit. I don't care who it is. I don't, I don't care what it is. There's no such thing as a nonprofit in this country and they should be done away with. That and is also the tax line. exemptions that foundations, there was a Reese Commission in, the con- in Congress, and boy, did that open a can of worms, and it was absolutely put down by the political powers that be, but that tax-exempt status for foundations doubled their power because yes, they exactly. someone like Rockefeller could put all his money in a foundation and then take that foundation and use it to infiltrate everything from universities to the State Department, it's really sinister, really, if you look exactly, into it. So keep going. Exactly. That's why I call it a silver lining. As, as much as I may be a Christian, as much as I may be against whatever is going on, as a Christian, I did everything I've been listening to. You're right. The government doesn't dictate what I find moral. I find moral what I find moral in my life, in my heart, in my spirit. It has nothing to do with government. And you need to be free to be able to exercise that. So when a Catholic hospital refuses to perform abortions, I can understand that. Exactly. So, you know, the only silver lining I see in this is, hey, we might get rid of nonprofits. That would be the absolute most wonderful thing <laughs> that could happen. <laughs> hey, look, I don't I even, I, you know, I don't even look at these as one-off issues anymore. People are calling like, what's happening next? The preachers will have to do it and blah, blah, blah. Yes, this is a, the, all this stuff are political manipulations having absolutely nothing to do with the one-off thing. If the polit- political atmosphere was different, the Supreme Court decision would have been different, which is completely not how it's supposed to work, like the Obamacare exactly. thing. Exactly. All, all we are is sheep. And they're trying to guide us around the field. That's, yeah, that's, so I look at the Supreme Court not doing its duty. I look at Congress not doing its duty, protecting us from this treaty thing. Uh, executive orders from uh, the presidential level is legislation from up there. Even administra- ad- administrations, even all the regulatory bodies that come out of the executive branch are legislative entities in the wrong branch of government. So I, I don't even look at this as we're really fighting one issue at a time. People get mad at me because I don't take a big stand on this stuff. But we're fighting a much bigger thing. Although I will say every once in a while something comes in and freaks me out like Obamacare. I marched against it. And this trade trade uh, Trans-Pacific Partnership, 
It's bad. I'm going to wrap it up after the break. This is Monica Perez. Monica Perez on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. There is some rain and storms in the area. Check WSBradio.com for severe weather warnings and stay tuned to Weekend Weather on WSB brought to you by Shumi, the official air conditioning of summer. Uh, I'm going to take one more call, then wrap it up. We've got, uh, I think we neglected one issue. Charles in Duluth, uh, tell us about it. Hello, Monica. Hey, Charles. Sorry, you're on with me on the air. It's Monica. Thank you. I was with a friend of mine, a really good friend. He's an FBI agent, and we were talking the other day. He's We're both into the Civil War and all, and he's in the military aspect of it. I'm more into the political. And we were talking about gun controls also, and I said this horrible thing that happened to a young boy that his, supposedly his daddy gave him the pistol, which he did what he did with, and my friend said, yeah, it's funny. He can't find much detail about that. Yeah, unclear. Changing oh. story. It's all turned over to this uh, battle flag for the Confederacy, and, and the battle flag is not the stars and bars. I listen to a lot of radio talk show hosts in there. They talk about the stars and bars. And the, the battle flag is the white field with the just the thing in the corner, right? Uh, no, the battle flag is what is what uh, old Dixie. That's what you know the the people who claim that that everybody claims are racist have on you know on top of uh, the the car. Um, yeah. Okay. The battle flag. The Stars and Bars was actually the congressional flag of the Confederate States of America. In fact, the Stars and Bars is basically what the flag of Georgia is now. Okay, so but what were you saying about the gun? You're saying nobody's talking about it. Oh, you're just saying that we got completely sidetracked into this flag issue. Yeah, kind of like the Colonel picked up from your station, cognitive infiltration and limited hangout. Yeah, those are my, I, I have a glossary on my website, MonicaPerezShow.com, and oh, it's great. they're both on that. And I just added crisis initiation in the wake of this. I saw, I found a YouTube, a couple of YouTube videos about this Charleston thing at something called Red Silver J that were really disturbing, only in pointing out some strange things about this story. And it made me wonder if... Uh, if there are details that we don't know, and I think it's weird that they don't know where he got the gun. Like, we get different uh, stories coming out about that, yet they knew his whole story, all his motivation, everything about him within, you know, immediately upon capture. I don't know. I feel yeah. like they're, they're so Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And then nothing else. And I asked my friend, and he says, well, maybe they're trying to, you know, not, maybe, the, I don't know, maybe the gun lobby says change, change to talk about the pistol. Uh, where it came from. So. Yeah, I think what happens with this stuff, when if you listen, you've heard me talk about the report from Iron Mountain, which maybe it was fictional, you know, maybe it was stylized. I don't really know, but it certainly had a lot of truth. It was written in the 60s, and you can see it all unfolding. One of the things they said they do is they do computer models as to, you know, how many, how many people... Uh, have to get heard or real problems in order to change the opinion on something. So maybe they're just waiting for numbers to rack up and they don't feel they have to hype it because they know there's a tipping point, a critical mass where these stories just have to come fast and furious, which makes me wonder if it's in their interest to really do everything they can to prevent 
issues and attitudes like this from escalating, that maybe they like the escalation. Um, I added crisis initiation. Check it out on my website, MonicaPereshow.com. We have this conversation all week on my Facebook page, Twitter, at Monica Perez Show. And uh, every Saturday from 3 to 6 on WSB. I'm not here on the 4th of July next week, but I am back July 11th. This is Monica Perez. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.